Okay, so what's going on? Last week was a real roller coaster. I mean, it, it was a crash, and then it was a rally, and then it was a crash, and what's going to be this week? Will it be a rally, or will it be a crash? And more importantly, what should we as investors do? How should we react to this volatility? Well, that's what I want to look into in this video, because I think it's important to take control of the situation, and what I mean by that, manage that unwanted roommate in our heads that tells us we don't know what we're doing and we need to get out. So let's dig deep into this and come to some understanding as to what's happening, why it's happening, and most important, what are we going to do about it? That's what we're going to talk about in this video. That's what I try to talk about in just about every video. I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. And we're a tribe, if you will, that meet at our Discord, um, Best of Us Investors Discord, and we discuss, and, and in fact, we're putting together an investment team and analysts, if you will, that have access to uh, Seeking Alpha's premium, that have access to uh, trading views premium and then share their knowledge. Actually, they take the data or the, the questions from our tribe members of about 18,000 and they do the analysis and then share the work with the, um, the, 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 the rest of the tribe. So let's though today talk about what's going on in this market, particularly relative to the tech market. I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, as I said, last week was a roller coaster ride, and, and it was stomach up, stomach down uh, craziness, total craziness. And what drove it? Well, we know that the first half of it was uh, stimulated by a rapid increase in the 10-year uh, note rate, and it wasn't that big of an increase, maybe about six basis points, and it's still under a 2% rate, and the historic rate for uh, the 10-year is somewhere were around 8%. So it, it wasn't crazy, it, it, but it came quick. And the market doesn't like quick changes, and it reacted accordingly. And then as the, it, the, the rate pulled back just slightly, the, the tech market rallied. I mean, uh, I think I was up 10% one day, and then the next day I gave back about 2%. Uh, and then the following day, I made that 2% plus another 2% back. So I'm inching back up. My portfolio was right at a million dollars. It's shrunk down to about 800000 And I think right now it's somewhere, it ended Friday, somewhere around 870000 So I, I'm still down relative to where I was um, about the 1st of March, but uh, still still up substantially from where I was this time a year ago. So what then can I expect? The market doesn't like fear. The market doesn't like um, anxiety and, and, and quick changes. So what I think happened then on Friday 
was um, as a result of Joe Biden coming out and saying, we're going to cure this this pandemic. We're going to get everybody uh, vaccinated. The market said, wow, the, mark, the, the, the stocks that are going to be the winners are the comeback stocks, the stocks that are going to benefit from you and I um, taking our mask off, walking out, going out to restaurants, getting on cruise ships, getting on airlines, checking into hotels, and going back to a normal life. And as a result, there was a movement towards those uh, normal stocks and away from technology. Was it justified? I don't think so. I think the, the, the stock market still doesn't really recognize the importance of the pandemic and the far-reaching effects of the pandemic. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, as I've said before, this is the most important event that has happened in my life. And folks, I've been alive 76 years. I wasn't alive for for uh, World War II, but I was alive in uh, July, I believe it was, of 1945, when in Brenton Woods, the the powers-to-be of the, the Allied powers got together and said, we can never again have a world war, and we have to build an infrastructure within the world to make sure that that happens. And that was the beginning of uh, our banking system. It was the beginning of our worldwide trade. The United States became the breadbasket as well as the manufacturing facility for, for most of Europe, and, and, uh, and the United States grew exponentially. Um, then we went through a transition where we've given up all of our manufacturing for cheaper prices and cheaper labor in China and some other Asian countries. We've, we've farmed out a lot of our tech to, to India. And then as a result of the pandemic, we realized we were in a very precarious position. We had farmed everything out that we needed to maintain the security of our country whether it be the pharmaceuticals that 78% were coming out of China or the parts for our automobiles, which were coming from uh, not only China and Vietnam, but also Mexico. Uh, and, And then just the overall lack of what we need to survive. If this had been a war, we would have lost. And I think we know that. So, I'm saying the world will once again wake up to the fact that we have to bring production back to the United States. And secondly, and even more importantly, we have to make sure that we never are brought to our knees and brought to uh, as the, the, the vulnerability of another pandemic. And that is going to be driven by tech. And most importantly, it's going to be driven by biotech. So genome sequencing is what got us the vaccine in record time. And genome sequencing, which has been around for years, but it hasn't been affordable, is going to bring us the the security that we don't have another pandemic. And then even more importantly, on a broader scale, 
genome sequencing is going to bring us the cures for many of the diseases that we all fear, that we lose our loved ones, that we lose our elderly to. And I'm talking about cancer, heart disease, um, uh, any uh, Parkinson's, anything, dementia, that basically is gene-oriented. With, with uh, CRISPR, we're able to go in and identify the malfunctions within our genome, the mutations, and go in and take them out. And we have companies now who are going to exponentially grow. And when I say exponentially grow, I'm talking about the kind of growth that Amazon, that Facebook, that Google experience, that Tesla experienced over a 5, 10, 15 year span, that this is going to happen in the biotech field in a, in a in, in it at, at one, two, and three year span. You're going to see these prices, the values of these stocks, and I'm talking about Illumina, I'm talking about uh, CRISPR, I'm talking about um, uh, Pacific Bioscience. These companies are going to explode in value, and then there are some even lesser known, like uh, Invitea, uh, that is is going to find potentially cures for cancer, and some that I don't know about as of yet. But what I feel confident of is within my tribe and within the research that we're building and the help that we're getting from Seeking Alpha and um, and then additional from um, trading views, we, we are going to be the source best of us investors, to give you insights as to what is going to be the next explosive stock. The other thing that I do is I, re I subscribe to some very expensive um, individuals who do frontline research. And that then I share that information again in my insights on, on, um, in, at, at Best of Us Investors. Now, if you want to get involved in this whole Best of Us Investors tribe, you just go to bestofusinvestors.com and there when you get there, you will see a place where you can give me your email address and, and your name and I'll send you then a link to our Discord. Uh, again, the Discord, what I think about it is right now we've got about 16 to 18,000 people. This is our quantum computer. This is best of us investors, quantum computers. We've got 16,000, 18,000 minds searching through research, feeding it to our research analysts who then gather together using our resources and then sharing that information in weekly and bi-weekly videos of these are the stocks you wanted us to look at, this is what we have found, and these are our thumbs up and thumbs down. Now, are we financial advisors? No. We're a collection of like-minded people with the same goal and that is to make good financial decisions. Number two, to keep more of what we make because we try to understand our tax code and then to create family wealth. The government will allow us to pass on. My wife and I 
just under $24 million. So why don't we do it? Why don't we invest in the companies that are going to change the way we live? I'm not going to invest in the airlines. I'm not going to invest in, in the cruise ships. They'll do fine, but they're not going to change the way I live. They're not going to basically, as I did a video um, this past weekend, they're not going to increase my lifespan. I know that if I will manage my portfolio, I will make money. I know that if I will manage my life, I will live longer. I will extend my lifespan. And I know there are companies that are working to help me do that. I, my, my father died at, at 80. I expect to live to 88, increase my lifespan by 10%. But I also expect that companies like Illumina, uh, Pacific uh, Biotech, CRISPR, Edit, in I, I really have trouble saying this name, In, Invitate, are going to extend my life probably even another 10%. It'll take me to the 90, might even take me to the 100. And most importantly, I'll have quality of life. I'll have, and that's where we're at today. So is the market in a crash mode, tech crash mode, or is it in a tech boom mode? Either way, I want to own the right stocks. And I want to impress upon this to you. If you're old enough to have been a homeowner in, in 2008, between 2005 and 2008, you saw the value of your home escalate. Did you sell it? No. In 2009, you saw the value of your house depreciate substantially. Maybe even some of your, your neighbors got foreclosed on and thrown out of their homes. Did you sell your home? Did you sell your home and say, oh my God, Martha, the price of our home just dropped 25%. Let's get the hell out. No, you did not. Because you knew in your heart, you lived in a good neighborhood, you lived in a place that was going to increase in value because God is not making any more land and there is a shortage now of homes, so you didn't sell. You own tech stocks. You own the tech stocks of the future. You own the tech stocks that is going to increase my life by 10% and maybe even another 10%. So why would you sell them? You're in the catbird seat. You really are. You are in the time of our life that we are going to see companies grow like we have never seen them to grow. We all look at Amazon and Facebook and Google and say, oh, if I only had owned those stocks back when they were first created. And now you're looking at them 20 years in the future. In five years, you will look at the biotech stocks. You will look at the 3D printing stocks. You will look at the robotic stocks and say, why the hell didn't I pay attention to Carrie and best of us investors and get in on that? This is your opportunity. You are at a crossroads. Take control of your mind. Read my book of who are you and why are you you and get rid of that unwanted roommate and then come and enjoy the profits of the future.
I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. If you'd like more videos like this, subscribe. For By all means, ring that bell. Give me a thumbs up so that we, we, we want to build this, this tribe, not, not to uh, uh, 150, we want to build it to a million. Because if we have a million people in this tribe collectively thinking about investing and, and making money and building wealth, we are a quantum computer. We are. And we can compete with all the hedge funds. We can, in fact, we can move this market. I'm excited. Come join. I'm looking forward to it. Again, best of us investors, give me your name, give me your email address, and let's do this together. Talk to you tomorrow.